0: rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster
1: with comedian Tara Devlin.
2: Thanks. My name is Tara Devlin. Hey, guys. uh, We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday. Starting 6 p.m. on Progressive Voices or any time on the Progressive Voices app. I'm just looking to make sure all the settings are functioning. And so, let me tell you what happened. All right, before I get into everything else, I, mean, I know I have to do the little spiel. But uh, I was sick last week, and it was, um, it was sudden. I woke up on Saturday morning with 102 fever. And I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. So I, I mean, I went to bed initially hoping that I could take some aspirin and it would go away. So I, I was really, I was fine on Friday night, a hundred percent fine. No symptoms, nothing, nothing wrong with me. And so I woke up and I was really sick. I didn't know what the hell was wrong. And so the point is, that's why I missed the show. I... I would have done the show. I was trying to do the show, but I was like, I couldn't even sit up. I was, even when I sat up, I had a crashing headache. So I ended up going to the emergency room on Saturday night, even though I thought it was Sunday morning because I fell asleep. I woke up at 6 a.m. I was convinced that it was Saturday morning. I mean, Sunday morning for some reason. I was convinced. But even when I... So I got in a cab and I was going to the hospital and uh, I was just so baffled why there were so many people out on this out out in the streets at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. (laughs) But it was 6 a.m. on Saturday. I mean, 6 p.m. on Saturday night. That's how like delirious I was. I just couldn't get it out of my mind that it was 6 p.m. Anyway, uh, that's what happens when you have a fever. You know, you're not thinking straight. Ends up I had the flu. But uh, it's just another example for me. When I was thinking uh, when when it happened, I was just like, "Great, here we go." You know, this is going to be how much? Another six hundred dollars at least for darkening the door of the of the emergency room. But I'm glad I got the medication. But this is why the uh, health the health insurance health is uh in general is not a marketplace. I can't stand. Listening to Republicans and some Democrats talking, uh, uh, talking about the uh, affordable. Well, of course you know that all the Republicans talk about the market-based solutions to healthcare. There is no market in healthcare because you're you're out over a barrel. It is your money or your life. So what was I going to do with my hundred and two fever? Wake up and say, "Oh, let me call." Uh, hey, Beth Israel. I'm a middle-aged white woman uh, with, uh, you know, Obamacare. Um, take, I, I have a, an unknown virus that uh, will, might put me, if it's a serious illness, I'll be two paychecks away from disaster. But, uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't heal me, I'm taking my illness over to uh, Beth Israel. I swear, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, we, can we make a deal? Can we make a deal here? It's unreal. It's, so I'm supposed to, you know, uh, pit. This is what it is. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Are we supposed to pit hospitals against each other? Well, what is, uh, who can give me the best bargain to fix me? Um, it's, this is why this country is, uh, needs a lot of help. Uh, lots of it. And, you know what, um, the, as far as, uh, I, I do feel that eventually we're going to get there. Because I have never seen, in my entire life, I've been talking about this my whole life. Thankfully, now it feels like a lot of other people are as well. And people with power. People in positions of power. Thank goodness for representatives like our uh, AOC, who happens to be my representative, which I I take personal pride in. That I can't believe that. That's she's great to even propose the a green new deal, to, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the, but of course the naysayers jump up all over talking about how oh this will it's it's impossible. It's too costly. What's the cost of not doing it? They never talk about that. That's okay. That and, and 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 just in regard to healthcare, we have the worst measurable, measurable, worst healthcare in the industrialized or whatever the modern, the Western, whatever you want to call it, world. Not even the whole modern world. We're like there's one of three. Three, three, or I don't even know. It's very not, not, not very big countries. A couple of others that aren't don't have universal health care. We, we really stand alone. And yes, Mr. We have the worst outcomes. Me, the, so according to um, all positive measures, we are, we are last or dead last, ne- well, dead last, no pun intended, or next to dead last, and we pay more. For, so we pay twice as much as the next most expensive system, and, and on top of it, we have the worst outcomes, and not everybody's covered. So we have to suffer this ridiculous, uniquely American uh, albatross hanging around our necks, known as the medical bankruptcy. It's, it really is uh, a, an embarrassment it's because we should be embarrassed about this as Americans, as human beings, because don't you think we could do better than that? How stupid are we? How, how abused are we? It's like battered spouses who pine for an abuser to continue this unconscionable system. How much do we have to hate ourselves? To constantly put ourselves in, in the uh, at the mercy of a rapacious for-profit insurance racket that does absolutely nothing but stand there like a. They, uh, no wonder we have a con man and a grifter and a crime family in the Oval Office because there's that. What do you think the insurance racket are is are I don't know how you say it they uh they stand there in the, in your doctor's office, taking twenty percent off the top and the only reason they could take twenty percent they used to take more, but that was because Obamacare regulated them, and that's all Obamacare is and people say, "Oh, I hate Obamacare, I hate obamacare They're, you're everybody's on Obamacare now, thank goodness now well unfortunately, Republicans have gotten their 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 greedy Vulgarian claws into our uh, into our, anything that they touch. Of course, turns to disaster. But they've destroyed. You know, I, I love Trump during the State of the Union talking about, oh, we got rid of that individual mandate. Well, asshole, that's the thing that keeps the thing together because this is the Republican healthcare plan. Everybody in. That's how you get people in. You know, it's a mandate, you idiot. And if you're not going to have single payer then all you'll have is, are healthy uh, people avoiding health, uh, buying health care or health insurance, and uh, sick people. And, but the nature of health, health in general is that it is, it is volatile. I mean, that's the wrong word. It's, it fluctuates. You're healthy one day. You're sick the next day. How the hell do you know? It's like me on last Friday. I was fine. Let me plan. I'm going to buy the best insurance for myself because I plan on getting sick on February 1st. That's not how it works. You don't know. You wake up. You got a friggin' 102 fever. You don't know what it is. What is it? Is it cancer? Is it the flu? Is it a... Who the hell knows? Is it a filthy Republican virus? I mean, I do know that Republicans make me sick. But it is it's immoral it's unconscionable it's it's also embarrassing we should be embarrassed to allow that system to abuse us so thoroughly and regularly for de- for decades forever for generations and for for us to allow these billionaire grifters to to lord over us in their ivory towers telling us that everything is too expensive. Anything that we need that makes our lives better, that makes the America uh, great, that actually makes America great. This, this is how you have a country, people. This is how you have a democracy. We should be the, the ambassadors of democracy, all of us, to say to other countries, look at, look at what we have done here with our republic. This is how a democratic republic functions. We have universal health care. We have universal higher education. We have uh, pre-K. We have retirement security. We have living wages. We have standards. We don't let corporations puke in our rivers and we got to drink it. We have uh, something called civilization. I think I just repeated myself, but I do that. But um, that's what we should be about not um oh we can't afford it that's too much that's uh you oh, know that's why i can't stand republicans or democrats who are like oh that's too that's too much we can't have single pair well it's uh, it's uh, whatever trillion dollars well what what about the system we have now that sucks that's already put ma- how many people how many for uh, the the studies show that 45,000 is it or 35 I think it's 45, a, ye- uh, a year, needlessly die because they don't have access to care. Needlessly. So, and how many, we all have stories. We have, everybody has a story about this bullshit. Who's, and why should we go uh, on GoFundMe for uh, begging for medicine on GoFundMe? Uh, your insulin, your chemo. It's and then uh, the thing that also drives me insane is when I watch whatever the local news or I, I saw something recently on TV about somebody who oh it was uh, some you know anonymous angel paid off the, the bills at so, at a hospital or something some billionaire had enough money to pay like all the fucking bills of everybody so uh, it's like. And they were like, oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's, I guess it's wonderful, right? Yeah, I, would be, I would appreciate that. But I'm also, I would also be um, a little bit annoyed at a system where you got you to gotta hope that a rich benefactor trickles some mercy upon you. That's not democracy. That is not the way it's supposed to work. And this is, and the newscasters, which pisses me off, they don't mention that. They don't say, you know, isn't that effed up? That we have a system, like, I mean, good on that person, whoever that is, who paid the bills. If you got enough money to pay everybody's medical bills in a hospital, that's, that's something wrong with that. There is something wrong with that system. That we all are begging for somebody. There, he, there shouldn't be. Go, go, they need a different charity. Why should there be a charity of you, of uh, American citizens who are, you know, struggling to pay health care bills? That's not, that shouldn't even be a thing. So, you know, good on that me- person for doing that, but whatever. It shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be happening. And the system that makes billionaires you know this is really the united states of serfs and lords at this point this ain't no um freaking uh democratic republic they, they're not paying attention to us so that's why they're afraid they're afraid of aoc they're afraid of her because she's stirring up the the, the pot you know she's stirring up the system oh no no don't rock the system right don't rock it. They like it just the way it is. They like riding your ass to the bank mercilessly. They like that you beg and say, hands off my, or get your government hands off my Medicare. They like that. They laugh at that. They, they you know, because it worked for them. It's, uh, but it's not working for us. And they like that, they're, that they pit us against each other like that blacks against why oh a caravan's coming Ooh, scare 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 let's get that wall up but what else was I gonna say this system sucks <laughs> it really does and I want to see it end it, we all do enough is enough how much does it take I was very heartened when I saw Kamala Harris, when she announced her, pr- whatever, running for the president, uh, which is already tedious. The, who's running this day? Billion- which billionaire is going to get in today? Who Bloomberg might announce, and who cares? You know what? If you're a billionaire, get the F out. Shh, sit down. We don't need you. You're part of the problem. And if you don't realize that, um, you know, the French— had a remedy for that, right? It was called the National Razor. We're not quite there yet, but it's, it's coming. It's a coming. And it's not about envying success. It is about maintaining a functioning democracy that all of those people, you know, they want to keep us in all these foreign wars of corporate aggression all over the globe, because you know you don't want to dishonor all the those who died and put their lives on uh, down already because of these these wars, these needless, unnecessary wars that Dick Cheney and George Bush lied us into, and on and on and on. You don't want to be uh, you don't want to disrespect the soldiers who died. But what about all the soldiers who died creating democracy, creating a democratic republic that that wasn't indebted? To a rich benefactor that wasn't that we were promoting the general welfare, over the welfare of the corporate elite, right? So they're, they know their time is coming up. but so there's so many things I want to say, like so I miss the state of the Union. I mean, I watched it, but I miss talking about it with you, but one of the things which is just on my mind now because we're talking about it. With socialism, you know, they're, they're very scared about socialism. So they want to make everybody scared because they know that this country is as dumb as a box of rocks. Right. And so most of us, not all of us. They, but that's by design. You see, if we we for another thing that we have to do for if we really want to fix this thing is have universal higher education for everyone. We need public education. That's why Republicans hate public education, because we, in public education, we learn our common story. So for a country to be unified, one of the things that we need is a common story. We have to agree on certain things. So we don't uh, have these, you know, like evangelicals sitting around teaching their kids that Jesus rode a dinosaur and that's science class. Right? For them. But meanwhile, how do you have a great country when you don't even th- believe in reality? It's, it doesn't work that way. But so we need to have universal higher education. We can't afford these things. This is, there's just too much concentrated wealth. And I don't think that chopping one zero off of, uh, what's his name, Jeff Bezos's bank account uh, would give would matter a wit to that asshole to any of them why does one person they were saying cuz you know of course we're living in the in chaos and trump is a is a crook and he has to surround himself with crooks who prop him up and propaganda is a main piece of that and is it's very it's it's vital for fascism so trump has his uh his pals at the National Enquirer, of course, trying to blackmail Jeff Bezos, which they they even suck at that too, because you you blackmail. So they're not they're not even good crooks because they're he he sends this blackmail email to Jeff Bezos like he sends an email, so there's a record of it. What an idiot, right? Like you don't see. Um, I don't know some gangster I'm making it up because I don't know gangsters Tony Soprano you know hey you know it's your your, uh, you better pay your vig like on an email or uh, it's uh, fishes for you sleeping with the fish (laughs) but anyway this is what we're not dealing with the smartest cookies in the jar either they're just greedy they just have no morals, and are willing to do the things that most human beings aren't don't want to do because we have we have normal emotional health, and we don't want to live with the repercussions of being an asshole, which the human I mean, well, the goddess of nature, let's say, put in us um, empathy and. That is because we are interconnected, and we're we don't want to hurt other people they, that's what that's what that's there for like you don't want to hurt somebody because I know what it feels like that must that sucks. I hate that. I feel it too, so anyway, not these idiots though they're just they have no boundaries they will do anything In, up into and including like kicking your mother down a flight of steps. believe me. <laughs> And I mean that literally. They would do it. You think if there was like a dollar or let's say Sheldon Adelson, it was your mother at the top of a stairs in a wheelchair and Sheldon Adelson in his wheelchair. Who's going down? Who's going down the stairs? Okay, enough said. But so Trump was talking about uh, socialism in the speech because you know he's, he he counts on the ignorance of his of his idiot followers to not understand what socialism is. They're afraid, you know, the Nazis had socialism in the name, and look at oh they're so scared because you know, they love freedom. So I don't know what freedom they're talking about. What what they're talking about really is free dumb. F R E E D U M B. Because I don't, I, you know, if you can't go to the doctor when you're sick, you're not free. So they they certainly have a skewed skewed version of freedom. It's freedom, as uh, M L K said, uh, it's um, socialism socialism for the rich, rugged individualism for everyone else, right? But. So he's talking about socialism and, uh, you know, what was I going to say? Shit. Fucking shit. I had a point to that whole rant with the social. I'll I'll get back to it. But because uh, this whole speech was... It was really, you know, what was worse. It was, first of all, it was the worst speech I ever saw in my entire life. One of the worst. I mean, all of Trump's speeches are the worst, the absolute worst. It was like his rally speech, but with absolutely no energy. So it was just as racist, abhorrent, ridiculous, filled with lies, but with nothing, nothing there. There's no substance to these people. Because their agenda cannot be—they—they—they can not be described outright. They can't just say, uh, "We're—we're going to screw you. We're going to ring you out to dry." They—they have to come up with j- nothing. They're just talking about nothing. Words, caravans, duct tape, a bully. That oh, I thought that was so funny. That kid at the at the um at the State of the Union, who was bullied, supposedly, because his name was Trump. You know, because in Trump's world, the, the, the only victims uh, uh, is him. He's the victim, no matter what. So, but I don't know if that makes sense, because um, if you didn't see it, let me just explain. There was a kid there that was brought in by trophy wife number three, to uh, as part of her stupid be best program, be best they can't even speak like a human be best and um the guy, the kid was named Joshua Trump, and apparently he's getting bullied because it's, and it's probably not even bullied. this is what i I want to see video of this kid being bullied because I'm really suspicious frankly of it what is what are they doing to him are they saying? Are they just ribbing him? Who knows? They're probably not even doing anything to him, but he's he's probably whining like Trump, and forget the uh, all the other groups that get bullied to the point of killing themselves, like LGBT teens or transgendered teens that are harassed mercilessly by these monsters. You got to get Trump. Oh, he's so bullied because his name is Trump. Poor Trump. He's so put upon. He only had everything handed to him. He was only born with $250 million that he bankrupted six times. The poor bastard. He only grifted his way into the presidency by being an an, uh, egregious racist. And... uh, for some reason, squats in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. But poor Trump. What a victim. See, they're all victims. These, these rugged individuals, right? The, the Republican Party, they're such, they're so strong. They're so powerful. They're such they're so manly, all of them. But they're always such whiners for some reason. They're crying, oh, Like, I was saying this a couple weeks ago when they were were saying, uh, when, what's his name? Eric Holder said, when they go low, we go high. Uh, Or, no, when they go low, we kick them, right? He was saying, oh, metaphorically, right? And uh, then all the right-wing whine, they were whining, of course, as they do. They whine. And uh, about, oh, Eric Holder said, when we go low, they're going to kick us. But nobody ever said, What the hell are you going low for? I mean, that's what I don't get. And then all over the news, well, Eric Holder said, What is this, uh, you know, with Eric Holder saying, We're going to kick him. What about what Michelle Obama said? When we go low, they go, We go high, or whatever the hell. And uh, I, I mean, as if what Michelle Obama said is like our Bible or something. And, uh,. Well, you know, she, he said, "Kick 'em," and uh, metaphorically, oh, what is this? Both sides, you know. Of course, they, because the media is all about the both sides. Both sides are just so contentious. Why can't we get along? Why can't we get along with the fascists and let them ride us mercilessly to the bank until they've sucked every ounce of life out of this democracy until we're nothing but a husk of a neo-feudal state? Why? Why can't we just let them and get along and be nice? And when they go low, we say, oh, "Aren't they cute?" Don't kick them. Why are we gonna kick them? We all oh, look at us. We're not being. We're being hypocrites again. We're supposed to be so tolerant, right? This is the other thing I get from the right wing too. They, they, the, whatever. I'll they'll get tweeted. I'll get tweeted at or something. Oh, you're supposed to be so tw- tolerant. You're, you tolerant liberal. Yeah, look, guess what? I don't tolerate intolerance. I don't tolerate fascism. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be great if the Germans in 1939 or whatever didn't tolerate the thugs walking around with their stupid arms in the air like idiots? For God's sakes. Tolerate. Yeah, Oh. Uh, it should, they, we should allow them to go eat in their restaurant after they snatched babies all day. Let's let them do that. Because we, we got to be play nice. They're not playing nice. You don't play nice with snakes. This is an emergency. We can play nice once we restore them to permanent minority status. And we can pat them on the head and say, oh, they're there. It must suck. But here, take a time out boo boo you need uh here's a mirror look at yourself look what you've done but they don't they would never look at themselves they would never look around it's always somebody else's fault somebody else did it even though it's everything is a lie too another thing i was like the the baby snatching oh obama did it no he, no he did not no he didn't this is what i love with the republicans too the um Recently. Well, I was watching the, the Whitaker hearing, which we're going to talk about, too. And he was um, saying, well, you know, we're just following orders. I mean, I, I found that the, that because when they were asking when the Democrats, the normal people were asking Whitaker about this policy of separating children. And the fact is, we ha- this is what we have done. We have separated children from their parents, and some of these kids are not ever going to be reunited with their families. So they're, who the hell knows where they are? They, that's how incompetent the Republican Party is. They're, that's how unfit to lead, govern. They can't, they would be unfit to lead a drunken Conga line. Not a modern nation. They, they, they didn't even take records. Of the children that they separated from the parents, they were just so they were too busy snatching babies that they couldn't write them down. This is how sick they are. So they're like, "Oh, Obama snatched children." To-. No, he didn't. He did not. It is that is just a bald-faced lie. Well, and then so I was watching the Whitaker hearings, and, and, and it doesn't even matter how many times you have to tell them. This is why it's not even worth it. Wasting your breath on them. That's why we have to continue to move forward, regardless of what what they're whining and whining about. Because they're always gonna whine. It's how we don't have enough time to we gotta we gotta fix their f, up, f ups again. We don't have enough time to go back and explain to them and argue with them, as they dig in their heels and say, "Nah, nah, nah. I'm not listening. I don't know. No, Obama. Obama did it." Benghazi, Benghazi. they are so—they're su- just liars. They're immature. They are unfit to lead. They are unfit to—they have the—they lack the emotional maturity that is required to function in in a democracy. That's what you need, especially one like ours, because we are a diverse people. We are a nation of immigrants, regardless of the fact. That they whatever they, they did whatever the Republicans did, which one of the things they did is they removed that from the um, one of our whatever they removed it from something one of the documents in the uh, Immigration and Naturalization Service. It used to, there was a opening um, paragraph about now it's escaping me about what the what the whole department does. And in that opening, it was like a mission statement. And it said, it used to say, we are a nation of immigrants. And they took it out. Republicans took that out. They, because they, well, I don't understand how you could not, how you love America, but you just hate everything about America so much. Because that's what America is. Morons. Not you guys. You're not, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to them. What what is America? And if you're not a Native American, then you're an immigrant. You you bore me. God, they're so boring. How many times are you gonna say this? So, but anyway, so Whitaker at that hearing. What was I gonna say? There was another thing I was gonna. I, I hate this. I need to make better notes. Right, hold on. I couldn't believe what I was watching, but they all hailed him as a he, as a hero. I don't know if you guys saw it. So Whitaker, this idiot that Trump that uh, went on the new not the news he went on Fox News he went on the media a media tour to suck Trump's orange ass on, in public, and it was basically he was trolling him as for a job, and he got it. Trump is easily led. Trump is very. Uh, easily manipulated. That's why he would. He would probably. He would never get security clearance if he was not the so-called president. He would. He wouldn't be able to pass. First of all, we know that for a fact. All of his money, all of his entanglements, his foreign, his grifting, his lies, everything, his taxes. He's full of shit. You know. I mean, on top of it. But on top of that, he is so easily compromised. What do you think? I mean it's like, of course, Putin compromised his, his ass. It's like it, you it's like a lion, and in the middle of the road is a helpless little baby fawn. <laughs> What's the lion going to do? Of course he's going to do it. He's going to pounce on him. The lion's got to be a lion. Not that, I mean, I I love the fawn. I shouldn't have said that. It's probably, what a, what's a more appropriate animal? I mean, Trump is more like, it's just, let's just say a hunk of meat. That's all he is. That's all, because he's disgusting. He's just like a hunk of ugh, rotten meat. I mean, ugh. but of course the lion's going to chomp down and grab that thing. That's what, uh, when, when Putin is not going to be like, oh no, that's too easy. No, they've been cultivating his ass for for decades. They all he is, he's he's easily led. He's dumb as a he's dumb. I mean, he's just dumb. He knows nothing. He doesn't even know how to spell. He and it's not even spelling, this is the other thing. It's just it's the grammar. It's the use of the words like there, there and there. He that is this sign of somebody who is not well read. That's what it is. And we're, who's not surprised, right? Who's is that the way you say it? Who's surprised? No, we're not surprised. I mean, he's 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 never read a book, at, not even his own. He's got no because this is he's dangerous because he thinks he knows everything. That's the other thing. But he's stupid. But um, what was I going to say? So Whitaker, at the at the hearing. It was just another example of how much Republicans loathe America. And that's why I was like, what am I going to call this show tonight? And that's what I thought of. Because that's really the, the theme, the underlying theme of everything. Not uh, Going back to, uh, to everything. But especially now, during this Trump monstrosity era, the, the fact that Republicans loathe America. They really do. And I, I will make the case. I, I believe I make this case every week. But I'm not just being hyperbolic. They don't like America because I don't care how many friggin' times they sing America the Beautiful or, or uh, ride around in their trucks with flags hanging off. They don't know what America is about. And all the things that make, that actually make America great are the things that threaten them. So, and up to and including the fact that we are a nation of immigrants, and our diversity is a a threat to them, our, um, the, the Democratic Republic is a threat to them, the three equal branches of government, Trump hates that, and so do Republicans. They have absolutely no respect for our government. The government that all those people all over the world, all the graves with, with American flags on them, for all over the world, that gave their lives for fighting fascism, fighting for democracy, supposedly, that, that gave their lives for that system that they are dismantling, that they have no respect for. So while we're sitting here as Democrats playing by the rules, they, they're reinventing the rules. They're manipulating them. They're making, the rule, they're making their own rules. Right, just look at what they've done to the judiciary, blocking President Obama from placing, uh, from, from his nomination uh, to the Supreme Court. That's the death knell of democracy right there. And we, we spoke about this a couple weeks ago, that the um, historian Christopher Browning Calls Mitch McConnell the grave digger of American democracy. So they have no respect for our system of government. So the, the Constitution gives the the uh, our representatives a, constitu- a a a mandate for oversight. It's part of the checks and balances. Re- Republicans hate that. They don't want oversight. They don't want to be looking over their shoulders, looking into their crimes. Are you kidding me? So and the disdain that Whitaker at this hearing yesterday. So they brought this 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 meathead into the hearing uh, to, to, to answer questions because now suddenly they are doing oversight. Because for the two years that the Republicans were in control and Trump was squatting in the White House, there was absolutely no oversight. There was there were no hearings, so now Republicans are complaining. Oh, there's so many hearings. Well, guess what? When you go from zero to some, I guess it must seem like a lot. But uh, this is they're doing their job. So Whitaker was clearly coached, and he's he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's he is unfit. Like every the only qualification you need. To be in the Trump administration at any level, including up to and including vice president, uh, he, this guy, this this scam artist, uh, the, the uh, Whitaker is gonna. He has the nerve to. To now he's gonna he's gonna be the boss of of really exceptional people, that are they got to look at him. This moron. So, in case you missed some of it, but I'm sure you've seen it. It's all over. When he was, he was like keeping time for the Democrats. So they apparently they agreed on five minutes. It, it's not like that's written in stone either. But he's a child. So let me just play a couple of things and then we'll we'll talk about it. So here's Whit, Whit, Whitaker telling Jerry Nadler times up. You, you probably have seen it, but in case you haven't,
1: a proper assertion of privilege claimed by the president. I would ask members on both sides of the aisle to make those questions clear for the record so we know what must be addressed at the future proceeding. Now, in your capacity as acting attorney general, have you ever been asked to approve any request or action to be taken
3: by the special counsel? Mr. Chairman, uh, I see that your five minutes is up, and so um, (laughs) I'm... We, 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 I am here, I'm here voluntarily. I, we have agreed to five minute rounds and
0: the committee. I think that's a fine place to end the five minute rule.
1: The committee will end, will, 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 will come to order. I will point out that we didn't enforce the five minute rule on, 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 on attorney uh, acting attorney.
2: I mean the balls, right? The, uh, but that's, that's what he was coached to do. So he's instead of, Answering questions, being sincerely, uh, uh, being sincere and answering questions. He's watching the clock. He's stalling for time. Every time they ask him a question, he's like thinking about it a really long time. He's looking at his paper. I mean, if this if this guy is needs this much time to think about things in the Justice Department, he's he's unfit. So, and uh, so let me see. There was another one. Uh, there's a couple here, but let me see what with here's with with Barbara Lee, he pulled the same thing with the time. in the
1: it cost is, we restored? It, it was
3: I'm sorry, what was your I, I don't know if your time's been restored or not. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, we're not joking here. and your humor is not acceptable. Now you are here because we have a constitutional duty. To ask questions and the Congress has the right to establish government rules. The rules are that you are here.
2: So I need to ask the question and I need to have my time restored so that you can behave appropriately. I will behave appropriately as a member of the Judiciary Committee. Behave appropriately? What 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 the hell, I guess she's she's hoping for the best there. And then the last thing I want to play, the last clip of this uh, was... Wait, hold on. What he was talking about, he's not a puppet. Hold on.
3: Can you say right now, Mr. President, Bob Mueller is honest and not conflicted? Congressman, I'm not a puppet to repeat what you're saying. Are are you you able to say it or do you not believe it? I have answered your question as to what I believe about the special counsel. I stand by my prior statement. Can you say it to the president, though? Congressman, I am not here to be a puppet to repeat terms and words that you say That I should say. Can you say that to the President? Regular order.
1: Mr. Chair, he he hasn't answered that question. Sorry? He has not answered the question. If he would say that Mr. Mueller is honest, the time of the gentleman gentleman has expired.
3: The witness may answer the question. I don't have anything further to add. I think I've answered the Congressman's question.
2: So, yeah, of course, he's not a puppet to the democratically elected representatives fulfilling a constitutionally. Mandated oversight role. He's he's just a puppet of a greedy, trust-funded, serial bankrupt, con man, dictator with with uh, well, wannabe dictator, with uh, a penchant for sexual assault. Who receives fewer votes? So that that role of puppet is already taken. And I, all over Twitter, the right wing were celebrating this vapid. Uh, what I mean I don't know meathead. That's all I keep thinking because that's what he is. He's a meathead. And they were oh uh, the Whitaker owns the Dems. They didn't see that coming. Uh, your time's up. I'm not your puppet. He's not a. But they they said nothing about him not answering questions. Not, um, just the utter disrespect for the. Democratically elected representatives, because when, when they when this asshole is disrespecting the representatives, he's disrespecting us, the the American people. We the people, we elected him, uh, them. You know, not him. So he's showing the disdain for not, uh, our our system of government and the people who participate in it. We, and hoping for the best which is it's it reminded me of I live here in New York and the the fucking cops or whatever I I'm, I'm just cursing for no good reason but whatever I'm sorry and the they had a something happened I can't remember it was a couple years ago with with Bloomberg not Bloomberg uh De Blasio and they were turning their backs on De Blasio wherever he went these cops cuz whatever and it really infuriated me because it's one thing to have a a problem with with the civilian leadership that's fine take it through the proper channels and the when they when they were turning their backs on De Blasio it was they're really turning their back on the people the uh the the democrat the the uh, democratic um system of government where we all showed up and we voted for de Blasio they don't like de blasio for some reason you know because well, they were told i mean that's the whole thing not that I mean de Blasio bends over backwards and does everything for the cops, but whatever that doesn't matter. they are told by their whatever their uh leadership to um you know. They don't like him. They want Republicans in there. Is the short story, and it's that it's whatever. I'm just conflating the two, really. But that's what it reminded me. It's just the dis, the utter disrespect of the system, of the uh, you know uh, system that w- the, so many people fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, and he's up there. He has absolutely no. No right to be there. And it's it, so for the State of the Union the other night when when Twitter gave his his horrible speech, his awful low energy, uh, divisive, filled with lies, uh, no nothing speech that had nothing to it. It was just a bunch of words. It was like, why don't you just vomit words? And it was like, I it, it was he was hijacking the people. How much longer are we going to allow this to go on? That, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. How much longer we, are we going to allow a con man to stand up there and take us hostage? I mean, Trump likes taking hostages, clearly. He, liked, he took federal workers hostage. They have no um, respect for the working class, and in fact, that, that's one of the things I want to say. The, um, you know, it's tax season, so now, of course, the uh, the results of Trump's tax bill are co- is coming home to roost. I don't know if I'm saying that is as uh, ours. I'm speaking like a, I'm speaking like I got a fever here, but um, they. So people are going to get their taxes done, and they're finding out that they're getting hit with bills because they're not, they they owe a lot of money, thanks to Trump. But here's why. The fact is, Trump's tax bill is nothing but a giveaway to the 1%, which they didn't need. In fact, we need what AOC is talking about. 70% 70% top marginal tax rate on these mother effers. And that's even low, frankly. I'd go for 90 and settle at 70 in the end. You know what I mean? Because we ain't getting 70 right off the bat when we go fight. We gotta. We should have asked for 90 like that socialist Eisenhower had, right? And then we'll settle for 70, which is what we had for many years here in the United States where – and whenever they say, "Oh, it's outrageous! It's outrageous!" It's it's not as outrageous. Um, we there's many examples of high marginal tax rates, and we don't have to look any further than our own doorstep, right here in the good old U.S. of A. When all of the the times when they all these Republicans want to drag us back to where they supposedly America was so great, everything was booming. That's a, they that's when we had a High marginal tax rate of between 90 and 70 you know, percent. they only like to go back. They want to go to the good old days when everybody was in the closet and you know they could say the N-word and their white privilege was uh, not questioned. it was just the way it, it was. They don't like being questioned they, because they, they, they're such rugged individuals, you see. That if we find that, if everything is, is actually equal, we'll find out how much they actually suck. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to be able to w- truly compete without their white privilege, without their, 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 uh, their rigged system. That's the thing with Trump. You know, he's always talking about how the system's unfair, it's unfair, unfair. Everything's unfair for this idiot. It's so unfair, it's so unfair, so sad, so sad, unfair you goddamn right, but not in the way he's talking about. It sure is unfair that a serial bankrupt trust fund brat with a fake vitamin scam and a fake university scam is ne- addressing a nation of uh, that was once really trying to be a perfectly decent modern civilization. At least trying. You know, we had a lot of problems, but... Some of us are willing to face our problems, and move forward together. Not, uh, not worry about caravans. Stupid asshole! I would take. Oh my God! When you think about it, with these caravans, uh, Trump. Of course, he was talking about it now. Oh, we stopped the caravan. We stopped one already. They didn't do shit. So he's just lying, to you, to the idiots again. Oh, we stopped the caravan. Oh, thank God. And it reminds me of when I was on the Malloy weekend a few weeks ago or months ago now, maybe. I don't even know. Time stands still. But when I was there, and one of the participants down at where we were, we were talking, and she was telling you, and I think I was telling you guys that uh, she was saying that her mother is such a magamoron, like she really believes that a caravan is coming to kill her. Okay? She, and she lives in New Jersey. She ain't not, she ain't by no border. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but they uh, she's and and that when anything that Trump says she believes, which is so sad. That's sad, cause Trump is a con man. How much do we have to? How much does he have to do to prove it to? It's like we can It's almost like you can't blame Trump. He did everything he could to prove just how unfit he was. For this position, he did everything. He mocked a disabled person. He acted like an asshole. He, we had we had tapes of him talking about uh, daughters. In five years, I'm going to be dating her. He wants to f his daughter. He uh, he didn't release his taxes. He what about all his public praising of Putin and dictators all over the world? His inability to spell. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. But anyway, so, I mean, I was thinking he's going, oh, we stopped one caravan. Oh, another one's forming. Well, what do you do? Oh, this is a humanitarian crisis. This is what the Republicans are saying, what Trump Twitler was saying. It's a humanitarian crisis. So their answer to a humanitarian crisis is build a wall. Um, talk about immoral bastards. I mean, I really wish Jesus would return and smack them. Don't you? I wish it's a humanity because because they're trying every angle. Oh, oh, well, let's appeal to the fear of our idiots, and then we're going to appeal to the humanity of the normal people. But that don't mix, honey. It's a humanitarian crisis. Well, let them in, God damn it. Let them have asylum. And the thing that was so offensive, uh, another thing, uh, besides everything else, was that when he's, he's talking about the Holocaust, and he had uh, some uh, World War II veterans who liberated some concentration camps. Of course, none of any of the uh, World War II veterans or any other veteran would not be a Trump because none of his family has ever served in any war or peace. They never wore the uniform. So, whatever. That's just an aside. And uh, so he's pointing uh, out these Holocaust survivors and these veterans, but um, in one breath, and then in the other breath, talking about a caravan and how we got to build a wall. Well, guess what? It is so offensive because the, the... that he doesn't even realize, or whether he does or not, it doesn't matter. But the American people and the media should report immediately on the fact that we, the reason we have a caravan and these people are allowed that under international law that we helped craft the, to to uh, to present themselves at the border and seek asylum is because we. Wrote a law with the help of the international community after World War II, so another Holocaust would never happen again. And this monster is saying, "We got a humanitarian crisis. We let's build a wall." The shame on us for allowing this to go on. So he's saying, "Oh, the caravan, the caravan. Guess what, man? Though um, I take." Fifty caravans. One. Well, how many caravans? Let's see. I'm not, I was never really good at math, but I take like a thousand caravans of migrants. Is uh, over one Trump any day of the week? I mean, think about it, like uh, uh, th- all those people. What they put on the line to grab freedom for, for a taste. Of democracy and and safety and security. I will take a hundred caravans of people crossing the desert, of migrants, uh, against any useless Trump disgrace. I mean, really, think about it. Right? How many caravans, like one migrant is worth more to this country and actually makes this country great. Than the entire Trump family going back generations, and every MAGA moron Republican idiot who fell for the con and continues to enable this con man despite his complete and utter unfitness. I'll take anybody, I'll take one, any person off that caravan against any of those morons that are chanting, Build a wall, build a wall. What do they owe uh, to this country? What do, they, what do they contribute to this country? Nothing. But hate, division, ignorance, stupidity. Whatever they do. Ignor- the ignorance is astonishing. It never ceases to amaze me. And the, the in- inhumanity. So imagine... Another scenario where we have a caravan of migrants coming up seeking asylum, they get to go through the process. Think about that kind of, a, that kind of citizen that comes here, that, we, uh, that, that makes it. Let's say they, some of them make it, some of them may not. There is a vetting process, so they, they make it. What kind of a citizen do you think that person will be? That is a grateful citizen. That is a patriotic citizen. They contribute more to this country. And they, as we know, studies show the immigrants, are, they aren't involved in crime because they're afraid. They don't want to get deported. Stupid bastards. Not the immigrants. I mean, what about like Ivanka? How many migrants I take I mean, is worth one Ivanka. I'll take, I mean, Jesus. Or trophy wife number three. How much, uh, how many, how much uh, contribution? A thousand caravans would, uh, I'll take over any Trump. Any Trump, even Barron, I don't even care. Get out of this country, all of them. (laughs) Go back to Scotland, you bastards. But, I mean, Ivanka, what a grifter. And trophy life number three. I mean, and you, oh, my God. And those stupider than, I mean, those stupid murdering little Lord Fauntleroy, Eric Trump, and Don Jr., and stupid-looking beers they got now, looking like they're sitting around eating paint chips. They derive pleasure. These are morons that derive pre- pleasure, They even in their spare time, for murdering things that are beautiful. Oh, my God. They're like serial killers. I mean, that's what serial killers do. Serial killers enjoy s- murdering in their spare time, like Eric and Don, and Don Dr- Trump Jr. Anyway, what have they ever added of worth to this country? Nothing. I, I, somebody tell me. They really haven't. They made a building, whatever. They put their name on a building. We don't need them. They took, they, they have no ideas. We, we, don't worry. We can make our own multi-level marketing vitamin scam with, without you, Trump. We don't need that. We don't need the Trump network vitamins. Or the Trump University or the Trump Shuttle or the Trump Magazine that all went bust. Or Trump Water. I got a tap water. I got New York tap water coming out of my tap. Damn bastard. All right, guys. It's one hour after the hour. (laughs) One hour after the hour. I don't know what I'm saying. But I'm grateful that you all know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I'm going to take an, about an eight-minute break. Because I'm going to make some coffee. I'm going to kiss my cats a little. And I'm going to be back. So, my name is Tara Devlin. I'm feeling better. Thank God. Uh, well, not God, but you know what I mean. nam um, We'll We'll thank that. Uh, and I we'll talk about more things on the other side. Many things to talk about. I'm just looking for the date here. What's today? The 9th. All right. I'll see you guys on the other side. Tara Devlin. See you in eight minutes.
0: Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report.
1: For the first time in 65 years, we are a net exporter of energy.
4: Trump's State of the Union was low on facts, but high on oil.
1: With climate change, the cost of failure is existential.
4: Democrats bring climate science back to the U.S. House... Plus... New data from the federal government show 2018 was the fourth hottest year since scientists began keeping records in 1880.
0: So it is hot in here. I'm not crazy. Well... All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Carbon is killing us. Mexicans are not. (laughs) This is your... Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I was happy to see watching CNN after the State of the Union address that I was not the only one who thought it was disgraceful that Donald Trump did not talk about climate change during that address.
4: Yes, and we will get to that in a moment. But first, NOAA and NASA both on Wednesday finally officially confirmed that 2018 was the fourth warmest year ever recorded globally, thanks to man-made climate change. What
0: took them so long?
4: Well, that announcement had been delayed by the government shutdown. Oh. That means that the last five years, going back to 2014, have all been the five hottest years on record. Nationally, NASA said rainfall is also trending upward. 2018 was the third wettest year in the overall U.S., and nine eastern states experienced their wettest years ever. Well, it's
0: great to have the American scientists back at work.
4: British meteorologists are predicting that the next five years will be even hotter than 2018 was. And NOAA announced this week that in 2018, extreme weather disasters like wildfires, hurricanes, and floods killed 247. Americans and caused $100 billion in damages.
0: Maybe I liked it better when they were furloughed and we didn't have to know about that.
4: So keep all of those facts in mind as we turn to President Trump's State of the Union address on Tuesday night. Trump did not mention climate change at all in the address, or the Americans killed in extreme weather disasters over the past year, or even the booming U.S. renewable energy industry. But Trump did tout his rollbacks of pollution regulations and inaccurately took credit for booming U.S. oil and gas production. The United States
1: is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. Yeah!
4: Now, that is a remarkable shift, and it does have significant consequences.
0: Finally, you're giving my president some credit.
4: But oil and gas production was already surging when Trump took office due to actions taken by previous presidents, Bush and Obama. And the U.S. became the top oil exporter in the world all the way back in 2013. Huh.
0: Trump didn't mention that when he gave himself credit.
4: Climate change did rate a mention in the Democratic response to the State of the Union delivered by Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. We can do so much more. Take action on climate change. And then there was this surprising post-speech exchange on CNN when former Republican Senator Rick Santorum asserted that, of course, Trump didn't mention climate change because his base denies it. But CNN's John King was having none of it.
0: Every leader, whatever your party, should be talking about climate change. It's just, well, you could have a debate about what to do about it. But he's the the president of the United States at this moment in the world did not mention climate change in even a sentence is just frankly a disgrace. Wow, that was John King? Yes. On CNN? Yes.
4: Wow. And on Wednesday, the House Majority Democrats brought climate science and policy back to Congress with a flurry of committee hearings to begin debate over potential U.S. climate policy responses, like the as-yet-undefined Green New Deal. Here's Congressman Frank Pallone of New Jersey in the House Energy and Commerce Committee on Wednesday.
0: I know there are those who believe we can't address this problem because the costs are too high the costs of not acting are far higher and a lot more painful
4: now in these hearings house republicans attacked the very idea of a green new deal calling it socialism and soviet-style government overreach despite polls that show 80 percent of voters from both parties strongly support its main goals So you can expect a flood of scary right-wing fear-mongering and false claims about any Green New Deal that might emerge. And, of course, expect them to ignore the enormous costs of climate change that are occurring right now and omit the benefits of, you know, averting catastrophe.
0: I would expect no less from this crowd. As a matter of fact, we are seeing it already. Just turn on Fox News. They are doing anything and everything they can to undermine a Green New Deal on behalf of their fossil-fueled bosses.
4: Oh, yeah, the scaremongering is strong right now.
0: For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play. Find us, follow us, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters. At Green News Report, I'm Brad Friedman, and
4: I'm Desi Doyan.
0: And this has been your Green News Report. Don't be afraid, don't be
1: afraid, your been Please
0: help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by Bradblog.com/slash/donate.
3: I'm Rick Smith. And this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1909. That was the day the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People was founded. During the early years of the 20th century, the NAACP developed legal strategies to challenge anti-black violence and segregation. W.E.B. Du Bois, Ida B. Wells, Archibald Grimke, and Florence Kelly were just a few of the white and black intellectuals and activists Activists who founded the organization They sensed the urgency for A civil rights organization in the wake Of the 1908 race riot In Springfield, Illinois. They hoped To combat the rapid growth of Lynchings and Jim Crow statutes Membership ballooned to almost 90,000 in less than 10 Years with more than 50 branches Nationwide. These leaders Opposed the gradualism of Booker T. Washington and fought to Convince whites of the need for Racial equality. The NAAC investigated lynchings and targeted voter disenfranchisement and segregation through a series of lawsuits. They established a legal defense fund that organized support for the Scottsboro Boys and similar cases. They undertook the campaign to overturn the separate but equal doctrine of Plessy versus Ferguson. This resulted in the 1954 landmark decision Brown versus Board of Education. The NAACP played a central role in the civil rights movement with Rosa Parks as its secretary. They helped to organize the Montgomery bus boycott, were centrally involved in the campaign to integrate schools in Little Rock, Arkansas, and mobilized for the 1963 March on Washington for jobs and freedom. They also worked successfully toward the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act. The NAACP continues its important advocacy work today with some 425,000 members.
2: Welcome back. Hi, I'm Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. on the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. on Progressive Voices, anytime in the Progressive Voices app, GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Okay, so just a little business. Do me a favor. Um, here's, uh, let me think. How am I going to say it um you know help the show out what can i say we need patrons we need um supporters we need to get the word out we need to grow the show we need to grow the site if you become a patron of RDT Daily of me of this show not just me i mean whoever the people who write at RDT Daily there's not many of us but uh we d- you can go there every day there's articles and uh original stuff. And we have merchandise. Okay, so I encourage you to buy some merch. The all of all all of that goes to support the show. It will go to the writers. And if and when, hopefully, we actually get some really, let's say, well heeled donors, you know, here uh it is what it is. Um Maybe we'll get more writers. Maybe we'll get a bigger, we'll be bigger, we'll be better. There'll be more stuff. I would ultimately love to do the show every single day. But at this rate, it's going to be the first of never that that's going to happen. And sometimes I get depressed about it, I have to tell you. I, I'm only human. As we knew by last week when I woke up with a 102 fever. But if I don't have a fever, I'm going to be here. And I'm only human. Like I said, we do, I do, I, I barely sleep. You guys don't even realize it. You should, I should do a video and just just keep the goddamn thing on it like all day and all night. But I'm not complaining. I'm not like Twittler or anything. I mean, but as I always say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll be sleeping a long time then. You know what I mean? In the meantime, I want to make, do, you know, do my part, make, make the world a better place, at least uh, I hope so, you know, I and mean, that's that's what always confuses me about rep- Republicans too, because I think all we're doing, what the hell is that, oh wait, do you hear that, no, that's in my headset, Uh, something just went free, 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 in my headset, anyway. I hope you didn't hear that. That was just like, you know, it's on the, it's on one of the websites, websites, one of the pages when I brought it up, it automatically started playing this ad. I don't know if you saw it anyway. So if you can't help financially the show, if you, you could be a patron for a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. All right. We're just going to grow. We want to grow and it, it helps just help get the word out. That's all I ask. Is that too much to ask? Um, and you get some little givebacks and whatnot. We send you thank you. Uh, I don't have the thing here. The grab them. I'm not as, uh, not grab them by the midterms. The, that's over. Keep calm and join the resistance. Window clings. There's other things you can get. And anyway, I hate begging, but it is what it is. If, if somebody, somebody contacted me and they said, I know Tom styers I'll see, you know, what I can do. If that person is listening. I don't know what happened. Did they But and and here I am as I'm saying this. I'm recalling what I said in the first hour about, you know, rich benefit It's not about our show, rich benefactors. I was talking about healthcare. The way it is what it is. And I and the, the regular listeners to the show will probably start groaning because I talk about it all the time. The, um, the Mercer family. Okay. They, why do you think Breitbart, even Fox news, how do Fox news didn't get there because they were so popular. They poured half a billion dollars into Fox news for five years before it turned a profit. They, because it's not in their business model. that Profit wasn't the, in the business model. Propaganda was. They, the right wing really do support their media outlets. That's what they have on us. And this is why, and I can't stress this enough, it is the truth. This is why they have us in a stranglehold. They own the media. I don't care what they say. You know every day is opposite day. In Republican bizarro world, right? When they talk about rugged individualism, they're really talking about socialism for the rich. When they talk about whatever, we can talk about anything. When they whatever they say is the opposite. It is when they talk about the uh, healthcare, you know, you're going to get sick. When they talk about clean skies, you you better you better just hold your breath. So, the, the that's it. They they know that they need their media outlets to convince their morons to vote against their own better interests. That's why we have, we're, we're arguing with our neighbors, why we're constantly having to correct them and say, mm, that's not true. Uh, no, Obama didn't take babies and put them in cages too. No, no, sorry. That's not real that you learn that on your fake ass channels funded by the goddamn Mercer family. And it goes deep. The tents they're not stupid. I guess we are. We're we're here playing by the rules, right? That's what the Democrats do. They think, all right, well, Twitter, he won, quote unquote, even though we received fewer votes, never forget. But um We'll have to play hail to the chief whenever he walks through the door, and we'll pretend we'll all just pretend that everything is normal. We'll, we'll just go and fo- we'll follow the rules, but they'll bend the rules and ram through ju- their judges, their horrific uh, a- agenda. And by the time we're done finding a rule to rectify it, we're done. It's over. It's too late. So when the the Republicans understand, they, they they played the long game here. They funded their media outlets. So the, you talk about like the, uh, what do you call it, AstroTurf? Um, well, you know, it, it's really supposed to be grassroots, right? But it's the AstroTurf organizations that pretend to be grassroots organizations. It's sort of like it's the same thing with Breitbart. That's supposed to be some independent website that just grew up, blew up because uh, they had so many followers and the right wingers just love to consume that content. No, be, they had billionaire backers that bought them a townhouse in Washington, D.C. and staffed it. And they sat there and they, they put out their, their rag bullshit, race baiting bullshit. Uh, no matter what, no matter if ad, re- ad revenue came in, they didn't have to open a Patreon page. Or I guess, well, this was before Patreon, but they didn't have to beg and say, donate. They, they had their funders. And this is why, uh, what's his face? Uh, Steve Bannon, when he left the White House, had to, he went, to, went back to Bite Bar, and then apparently they got rid of him. The Mercer family had a falling out. Who cares? But that's who they are. And the Mercer family is in there. They got their tentacles into everything and including our government. And they understand they're not playing by the rules. They're playing this game. They need the, their compliant dupes. So they're writing articles. Oh, it's the caravan. That's your problems. It's not that you don't have universal health care or you don't have access You know, to whatever, uh, a living wage or retirement or retirement security. Or schools or whatever. It's because some brown person is getting $15 in their welfare check extra or something. (sighs) But I've been saying this again and again. We'll see what happens, as Trump would say. So if you can, buy some merch, become a patron. I'm getting tired, whatever. And what else? Uh, If you can't, if you don't have the money, then you could also, of course, there are some people that share all the time. They share the show. Tell people about the show. You know what I mean? Join our stuff. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Share our content. That helps, too. Give us a review on iTunes. I mean, whatever. You get it. You know what I'm saying? And next week I'll do the same rant. I'm very sorry. It is what it is. This, either this, I mean, I can't sit here just gr- talking to myself, and I'm not, thankfully. There are people watching, and there, by the time the show airs, it's not just tonight, obviously there's, we do have listeners and followers, so I'm grateful for that. So I know that we can do this together, and I'm asking, that's what I'm asking. I say we stick together, we win. It's not, I'm not kidding. We this is how we win. It's not just about my show, it's about Bob Kincaid, Mike Malloy, the independent progressive media. We're in this together. It's not and I, it's not like, oh, my show, it's our show. That's how I look at it. I really do. And I'm, I really felt horrible about missing the show last week. I was going to sit here and do the show. I really was with a fever, but then I thought what happened was I fell asleep and I woke up and I thought it was 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, (laughs) but it was 6 p.m. Saturday, you see, and I was delirious. That would have been a good show, though, I have a feeling, but whatever. We'll see what happens. Hopefully next time I won't. Hopefully I don't want a fever. I get scared when I get a fever because last time I had a fever, I went to the clinic And I ended up in the hospital. I was in the hospital for six days. And then I was bedridden for a month. So I thought something really seriously is wrong with me. Anyway. Well, let's talk about... What do you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk about what's going... I mean, so many things. Uh, One of the things is... The Green New Deal, which I think is awesome. We have something to hang our our vision on that's what was needed enough i'm sick of these naysayers oh you can't it was almost like i mean i hate to relitigate the 2016 election but in some way you can't avoid it the whole thing when bernie would say um medicare for all and hillary would say incremental change and oh uh, pie in the sky i don't want to i don't show pie in the sky Eh, yeah F pie. We need pie in the sky. How do you not have a vision? You overshoot. I mean, we could do anything we wanted to, frankly. And it, we need a unifying, uh, wouldn't that be great, something positive to rally around? And the other thing, just as an aside before I get into it, because this was, was on my mind. Because when Trump was talking about the wall, the wall, the wall, we do need a wall. It's a seawall. That's the wall we need to counteract the catastrophic effects of climate change that Republicans refuse to believe in until the uh, flames are licking the back of our necks. This is why they're not fit, you see. They are the kings and queens of closing the the barn door after the horse, whatever, flees. How, what's it going to take? Big, well, here's the thing. All right, let's just get back to the New Deal. Um, because you mark these words. Just like I said, here's another word to mark. We should, somebody should keep a notepad. One of the words I would like you to mark is this. One day, very soon, uh, Trump's supporters will only speak of their support of him In shamed whispers. Okay? Boom. Mark that down. Two. The other thing is that... (laughs) What was I going to say? See, I forgot. Number two. Come on. Somebody remind me. What was number one? So, number two. um, Green New Deal. Oh, yes. This is it. One day. When... Um when we eventually do get a system of Medicare for all which will happen eventually I hope it happens in my lifetime I really do but it might not um I think it will I really do I think in the next four years we, we get Democrats in the house uh in the Senate and a Democratic president we will have an we will have Medicare for all that's what we need but w- one day soon after that, Republicans will position themselves as the champions of Medicare for all. Okay? Boom. Drop the mic. Write it down. We know it. That's who they are. They are, they have no conscience. They have no sense of hypocrisy, of their own hypocrisy. They don't care that, that they look what they look like. What the future? They, they, they have. Their uh, vision g- extends as far as their eyelashes. That's about it. They are base as it comes, and the only thing that matters is money. Money, themselves. I mean, I guess power, same thing, in a way. They want the cushy life, they want a comfy life. They don't give a shit if they're, they're putting their feet up on granny th- 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 uh, swabbing a floor. They don't care. So, they... When it comes time that Republican... That, that we do have Medicare for All, Republicans are going to be like, I... We must reform this. In a I protect... I believe me. I believe in it. It's like FDR said, Um, let me warn you. I wish I had that video. I know I have it somewhere, but it's, I can't find it. Uh... Somewhere I didn't prepare it. You know, let me warn you. Let me see where I, where it is. Maybe I have it. But where he, where FDR says, let me warn you about Republicans saying that uh, you're. Of course, we believe in Social Security, right? Of course, we believe in work for the unemployed, and that's what we used to have. All right, look, hey, I found this. GD just found the video Here it is
1: Let me warn you And let me warn the nation Against the smooth evasion That says Of course we believe these things We believe in social security We believe in work For the unemployed we believe in saving homes cross our hearts and hope to die
2: we believe in all these
1: things but we do not like the way the present administration is doing them just turn them over to us we will do all of them we will do more of them we will do them better, and most important of all, the doing of them will not cost anybody anything.
2: And that's, uh, what's, what's changed? What's changed from then to now? Nothing. It's the same thing. It's Trump in his, his state of the whatever, state of the shithole, talking about, we got rid of that. That unpopular mandate in one breath and in the other breath talking about health care for guaranteeing, you know, better health care for everybody. I I mean, it's when his and all the Republican Party, what they've done. Oh, because he was talking about pre-existing conditions. We protect pre-existing conditions. Well, how do you think you protect pre-existing conditions but with the mandate? You freak. And that's what FDR was 100 percent, a thousand percent correct. And he knew them. That's why we I mean, we need a Green New Deal, but we need a revival of that kind of Democratic Party that is unapologetic. And FDR was a different kind of breed to himself because he was born into wealth and he didn't feel the need to be a part of that club because he was already in it. He was the chief of the club. He knew those people inside and out. He didn't need their permission. He didn't want to. Oh, I uh, let me behave in a certain way, and so I could be uh, get into the halls of power. He was in the halls halls of power. That's where he was born. So he, and that's what I always think. With I mean, if I want to psych one on one, President Obama, I always think that he. He tried to be all things to all people. And, of course, we. And, and as far as he was concerned, I believe that Obama was sort of like a national Rorschach test where we all projected our hopes and fears on him. He was either he was a demon or he was a savior or an angel or whatever, right? And uh, I think that Obama and he... Um, because he was of mixed race, apparently he would talk about him. You know, he, himself. He would talk about being able to go into a project uh, and give a speech, and then go into a boardroom and give a speech. He was equally comfortable in both worlds, and he always tried to be that that bridge between the worlds. And I believe that the problem with Obama was that he was tr- he 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 put too much credence on that world that was already tearing this world apart that was that was ravenous that was riding this world the world of the working class as it has always done for generations and when when president obama talked about wall street and main street rising and falling together bullshit that was a lie. Bullshit. Wall Street does just fine when Main Street falls. As we see, he's trying to b- build up some bullshit unity. When what we needed and what we need now, thank God, w- is being talked about. Well, not God, but you know what I mean. Nami Haringe you know what I mean. But uh, the, uh, the, a Green New Deal. That's what we need. We need an ambitious agenda that we can all get around like a Green New Deal. Imagine rallying around something other than war. Rallying around uh, all of us getting on, on board with going to completely renewable energy in 10 years. How come we can't do that? Are we that dumb? I mean, did, what, what country did that? Was that Brazil went completely renewable? Right? Am I wrong here? I knew it was some country. They, they put their sights on it. And uh, let's see. Renewable. And they went for it. And we could do anything Went it together. We went to the goddamn moon, for Christ's sakes. So why wouldn't we, we be able to transform our system of energy and have a uh, revitalization of our infrastructure in a green, um, you know, a, a, in a green new deal. Why can't we have universal health care? We have enough money. Don't ever tell. let them tell you we are broke. We're not broke. We are broken. Yeah. As Gandhi said, there's enough for everybody's need. No, there's enough for everybody's greed, just not for everybody's need. That's it, right there. There is no reason. How much does Jeff Bezos own? I mean, uh, what is he, Bezos' net worth? I just wanna one, three, zero billion dollars, hundred and thirty billion. And why is Donald Trump up here? Uh, I'm looking at the top billionaires. Three point one billion. Who the hell is, th- what? I want to see those tax returns. You, and he might be that now because of his grifting and his self dealing in the White House and all his and the bribery that's going on and the all the emol, mom, emoluments flying around. I mean, you better watch. It's like you got to go and you go into the Trump Tower or whatever. You got to duck all the friggin' emoluments rot flying through the air, flying here, flying there. But I mean. Um, That is really unconscionable. In a world where you have, right now, there are old people not taking their medication. There's GoFundMe pages of people begging for chemo, dialysis. They're begging for diabetes medicine. And this one human being has one... 30, $130 billion. And for what? Why is he hoarding $130 billion? And the, the fact is, yeah, um, he made Amazon or whatever, but you get to a certain point, the, uh, the entire system is rigged to, to funnel more money to the top. So he's paying a lower tax rate than his secretary, his investments are, are accumulating tax-free, in some instances. These capital gains taxes. He's paying lower taxes there. We, the, the, the working class and the poor are taxed coming and going. Not Jeff Bezos, not uh, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, these billionaires. Get the F out of here. How is this normal? And this is what I'm talking about. That's the conversation we need to have. Oh, so the other thing that I, that I was wanted wanted to talk about that on, because uh, I was, you know, I always get, I watch uh, MSNBC a lot. I just have it on a lot, just what, listening to it. And Stephanie Rule was talking about, what a great economy it is! Oh, in this great economy. I mean, didn't we just come off of a government shutdown where we were treated to story after story after story about one person after another, uh, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to the, wondering if they're going to be able to keep their homes, their cars, uh, uh, their health insurance, their health racket insurance. So how is that such a great economy? This is why the, the media is designed to screw us and make us forget just how screwed up the system is. If, this, if the media, what, why isn't the media, I mean, if this was a functioning democracy, the media would be reporting that it's not a great economy. So oh, unemployment's low, but you're one, when you're one paycheck away from disaster, this isn't a great economy. And one billionaire you know, at the top has $130 billion? And 70-something percent of the American people are one paycheck away from disaster? Then that's not a great economy, Stephanie Rule. She's like almost uh, ecstatic reporting it. I, I mean, it's so irritating. The economy is humming. Is it real? Maybe for you in the ivory tower, it's humming. Here in reality, here on Main Street, mother effer, everyone's holding on by a thread. And guess what? When they go to their get their taxes, they think they're going to get a little bonus. They're going to get a tax. They're going to their tax wherever. They're going to H&R Block. They wanna, they're wanna—they're going to get their stupid $500. And they're going to go and buy something special, maybe a big TV, so they can sit around and forget that their life sucks in Republican hell and they don't have health care anymore. And they hope they don't get the flu. You know? They're going to find out. They owe now because the Republicans, their plan, they're funneling more money to Jeff Bezos' pocket that there um that that plan that they put in place like bandits like Paul Ryan and his bandits uh, and ran bandits they that they had to in order to make it work quote unquote they had to hit the working class full force right now they didn't they could not put ease it in over time as i mean as we know the way it stands, the Republican tax scam, the, any benefit that, it, it, that, it, that there were for working people goes away in 10 years and everything for the rich stays in place. What kind of system is that? If that why are we so cowed? In a, do you think, I mean, the French, like I, was, I said before, had a remedy called the national razor. Like, if that ain't the recipe for the national razor, When, when, when is it? What is it going to take? Because how much do they have to say? Do they have to come right up into your face and spit in it and say, you are worthless. Go die. Get, take your, go listen to Joel Alstein and get your reward in heaven. You're, you got no prosperity and uh, pray, pray to Jesus. You, you must be doing something wrong. Working your three un- uniquely American low-paying jobs. Maybe you can whatever um, be an entrepreneur. Maybe in your fourth job you can drive an Uber. That's or or open an Etsy store or do something. You gotta be. You know. I mean. I'm sorry. That that's the American spirit. It used to be that everyone. Had it were uh, had a decent middle class life, that was the American dream. Now it's, oh well. Maybe, uh, go on GoFundMe. If you get sick, so you get. I mean, if you if you write a heartbreaking enough story on GoFundMe, I'm sure they will cover your chemo for at least a week. So, but hey, maybe it'll be better. I heard in paradise there's angels and mansions and everybody's happy and singing and you'll see your granny again. you see all your pets that you you lost. And Jesus will play uh, guitar with Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and it'll be awesome. But here on earth, we, the billionaires got the earthly rewards covered. Don't worry about it. And I, I can't stand watching the, that's the other thing that gets, the, that this gets me depressed, along with the fact that nobody's signing up to be a patron. Not nobody. Because the people who did sign up are, are not nobodies, trust me. They're somebodies. They're cool people. Very cool. They're like Fonzie cool. They were, I mean, they're better than Fonzie. What are you talking about? They are early adopters of this whole empire. Of the Tarabuster Empire. But well, I'm getting off track. That's ridiculous. I'm just being silly. But almost serious too. Um, yeah, but... you uh, See, I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> <sighs> I blame the fever. I really do. My fever really... It made me loopy. Oh, Tara Jr. is here. Come up here. Come on. Come on. Oh, well, forget it. You hear him? I don't know if you can hear him. Anyway, whatever. We're doing a show, Tara Jr. Enough. All right? So... Um. What was I saying? I'm just. I'm just tired. I'm tired of the bullshit. So, oh, we can't have socialism, but um, we certainly. This is the other thing. So, the all these billionaires jumping in the race. I don't know if you saw that. What's his face? This is the most pathetic thing that I. Well, on top of everything else that I've seen, uh, that uh, Schultz Howard Schultz wants to be called a, a person of means. You know, he feels he feels uh put upon. Well, here's Tara Jr. Tara Jr. Jr. (laughs) What's the matter? What's the matter, huh? (laughs) Do you like being on the podcast? All right, get out of here. You bother me. Get out of here, I said. We're all doing a show. So, anyway, um... So they adopt the ling- lingo of liberals. It's the same thing with, with Trump, how he's talking about, you ha- oh, we have a humanitarian crisis. So they adopt the lingo of being a normal human being, and they twist it. So we're supposed to, what? Um, oh, he's just a person of means. Like, differently abled. Like, developmentally disabled. or whatever, You know, differently able. Oh, no, no, no. We can't pick on him he's a snowflake he's too delicate he needs his money you see he's like he needs it around him to protect him from the scary scary world of people who are picking on him for being a person of means while we're all hanging by a thread how is it and this is what i'm saying so enough we're all in some kind of national psychosis frankly that that's okay? That, uh, oh, um, just a couple weeks ago, we're all talking about how everybody's like losing their homes because they missed one paycheck and now the, uh, Stephanie Rule's up there telling us how the economy is humming along. It's humming along. And, we have this is what i was saying i was going to say that the um uh, what that's what gets me the most are when right wingers these average n- morons that contact me on twitter or wherever like defending the billionaires they i mean do they think it's sort of like when women um they like republican women have to be more even more misogynist than the Republican male. It's Sarah Palin is, the, is a case in point, as is any other uh, right-wing uh, woman. They have to uh, lambast anything that has to do with um, anything that is traditionally considered a female characteristic, like nurturing, caring, whatever. That, anything like that. Not that men can't be nurturing and caring. That's, that's their whole dumb, stupid mindset, though. But anything that is traditionally considered female, they are they are—they—they uh, they, they disparage as weak. You know, you got to be strong. Like they think it's strong to throw tear gas at a at a mother w- and with two babies in diapers, at a barefoot mom. You know what I mean? That's they—they they think that's strong. It's strong to be a douchebag. It's strong to sit in front of Congress and disparage the entire system of government that how many, uh, that the founders, that they so so supposedly admire so much that the founders um, gave their lives fortune and sacred honor to entrust to us. And and actually, that's what I was going to say earlier, which I forgot because everything is jammed packed up there in my brain. But when when Trump talks about socialism, he's like, "Oh, we don't like socialism. We prefer freedom and all the the moron right. They go, yeah, freedom." Right? And they're all belly belly uh <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> slapping each other and, you know, jerking each other off in the on the right side of the aisle. And um so freedom. Right? They think they like freedom. But but they these are the free, the assholes that like, you know, everything's got to be cushy and you, get, you can't say, "Oh, that's a gotcha question." you got me, gotcha. I'm getting out of here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Trump says bye-bye, but the um you know, they're so um they're so delicate, you see. But they but the socialism that uh they That they rail against, uh, you know, they have these average Joe morons railing against anything that actually, you know, that makes this country worthy of, you know, it's like I was saying before. It was like the the fact that I'm just getting distracted. I'm sorry. I just have to say right now because Tara Jr. is sitting over here staring at me, and he's about to pounce. And I'm trying to, like, ignore him and hope he goes away. But, um... Come on. Come on. Come on. I'll just put him right here. He's bothering me. I'm sorry, guys. This has been a shit show show, hasn't it? It's a show, show. Um, anyway, but the... So, what was I gonna say? You see what I'm fucking saying? Uh... All right. So socialism. See, I fucking forgot again. Th- it was like, I'm sorry. You're gonna give me zero stars now. God damn it. So how come I can't think anymore? I guess I'm not completely better. Hmm. Anyway, but one of the things I was gonna. Befo- I'll probably think about it when I talk. When I stop thinking about it, but. Because they were talking about Trump's speech was uh, he's a person, uh, you know, he's once, not just the person of means uh, he wanted to, it was a speech of unity, right? So all of, uh, then the media goes, they jump right in with, would you think that he's going to be unifying? And as if like the last 300 and whatever days never happened or even more, how many days has it been? 6,000? It never happened, right? But, oh, Trump is going to give us a unifying message. Well, why doesn't he start with, with stop taking credit for Obama's economy? This is the—I mean, they, these people can't even say the proper name of the Democratic Party. That's how immature they are. They have to say Democrat Party, which irritates the F out of me because it's like— uh, I, I even heard P- Mike Pence talking, saying that the Democrat Party—that's what they. I mean, and that is a—that's a pejorative. They do that to because Frank Lanta whoever Lee Atwater, one of their one of their spin masters, told them that it sounds bad. It gives the people a bad feeling because it sounds like rat. So let's say Democrat, right? Because Democrats are rats, you see, because we want everybody to have health care. That's why, you know, we don't want billionaires sucking all the life out of the host, like cancer. That's what happens. You know, if we are a body politic, we got one cell sucking all the resources, lording up uh, everything, lapping it up rapaciously with no intervention, we will die. And that's that's who these billionaires are. So he's uh, Tara Jr. Stop that. So um, when he's like, uh, let's. He's talking about the economy, right? Uh, that's Obama's economy. If they really want to be unifying, then stop lying about the fact. It's a, as if the the there er, everything just begins. Like life began on Twitter's inauguration day and every day prior didn't didn't ever exist. Now when Obama took office, the economy was hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month. So what um uh, you know all of a sudden Trump lands in with his scams and his and his fake water and fake university and decides to funnel, to actually give more money to the rich, which was the problem in the first place, to actually exacerbate the problem. And that is some kind of miracle, because suddenly corporations can spew their shit into our waterways and coal ash into our streams, and that somehow, you know, oh, um, we are supposed to be collectively hypnotized into believing that everything was just, it was such a dystopian hellscape before Twitter was, you know, stole the election despite receiving fewer votes. And that's why they keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. So, and, and so the media, instead of reporting that all of this, all of what I just said, if anybody can make any sense of it, me, you know, and he just, they just let it roll. Just let it roll. Let the lies, I mean, I guess you can't stop it, though. Because if you want to fact-check him every second, you'd have to stop the tape every second. I mean, but why not? Why not stop it? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember a time when Obama was president when they just sat a camera in the Oval Office and just let, let a, a stream of consciousness come out on a daily basis. And that's what he does. And it's like, oh, well, Trump just tweeted. And, and Trump just, I mean, when they say Trump just tweeted, it reminds me of, like, a baby, like, doing a poopy in his diaper. Oh, Trump's got a poopy in his diaper. Let's see what it. is. Let's unpack this one and see what it's all about. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, everyone, that I had, like, five brain farts. No, because I had something. I wish I had written it down. It was like... Socialism. It was about socialism and the Republicans and their insistence. Uh, it's just, I, I'll think of it. And you guys are going to be like, she sucks. We hate her. <laughs> you see, now my life is ruined for tonight. Anyway, um, enough is enough with this shit, right? Enough is enough with this... Uh, Yes, we need a Green New Deal. And the other thing, is this is how we know exactly how we need it, what, that we need it, right? And that it is exactly uh, the remedy because they're already releasing doctored versions of uh, AOC's green, uh, proposal, okay? So they've now, uh, online, and the right-wingers have been reporting about it, that there's, that in in the uh, AOC's draft of the Green New Deal, hold on, is one of the things in there is uh, that she, supposedly it says that for people, we will cover everyone, including people who refuse to work. This is what it says. So this, it's all right, but that's a complete, lie they've doctored that, and they've released it into wherever online into this whatever and that's how because they are they're scared they and they also know how easily duped their their right wingers are and because it doesn't matter now it's out there it doesn't matter how many times we tell them that is a doctored version they want the right wing and the this is how you destroy democracy you see this is partly how it happens you you devalue the currency of truth and and so regardless if somebody it's not even uh, 100% about uh the new deal it's about uh, manipulating their dupes into thinking that uh, no, there's no truth to be found anywhere. There's there's it's the alternative facts universe. It's uh, their um, you know what I mean. So it's either oh okay, it's AOC. Uh, it doesn't matter what she what the reality is. They're already um, they already distrust the the mechanisms of democracy in general they 're fine they 're all about and this is what how how dangerous of a, a a place we are in history, because it could really go worse. You think this is bad if we don 't get this back, and i 've said this in the in the midterms, and thankfully, we took the step in the right direction and got a democratic congress but if we don't get the presidency back, if we don't get the Senate back, that it could all g- come crumbling down because we have so much work to do. We have to start re- not only rebuilding what we- what we've lost, but fix all the problems that Twitler and his Republican monsters left for us. Everything, the... Uh, uh, the effects of climate change, the uh, the environment, all the regulations that they rolled back that protected people from the rapacious effects of corporate greed, they all, we all, they all need to be rectified. So before we can even build, build things, this is what I'm saying. Like when we have to, there's so much on our plates, that that we, uh, we, really better sh- we, better, we really better shoot for the stars, as, as uh, AOC is doing with the Green New Deal and the rest uh, uh, of those who have signed on to it. And don't let them dissuade you otherwise. Oh, it's too big. It's too pie in the sky. Forget that. Well, what else, uh, well Then get out of the way, and we'll do it. Then sit down and shut up. That's uh, either lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Join us or not. You know, join or die. You know, these republics, that's what's so ironic. They love, like, flying the don't tread on me, join or die, right? They What do they join? Nothing. They have nothing to offer but more disparity, more disgrace to this country. All right, so, guys, it's like I got, like, 30 seconds I'm sorry about that whole whatever. I'll to try to figure out what I was trying to say. I, I really, really, I really, it's so weird. I was like, ah, I, you know, I had this thought, and it was grabbed, and it was losing, I was losing it. Anyway, all right, guys, uh, my name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Give me a review. Don't, maybe not now. I don't know. Think about it. A nice review. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. My name is Tara Evelyn. Become a patron. Do something good for your, uh, for the corporate, me- to, to, to fight the corporate media. All right. Buy some merch, all that stuff. Like I always say, we stick together. We win. And I do appreciate you all. I will see you guys later.